Fabulosa is the Spanish translation of fabulous. But these two words don't have the same meaning. You can look up fabulosa in the Spanish Google Dictionary. I promise you, you will be un unable to find it. I tried it and it kept giving me the definition for fabuloso, but no fabulosa. So I decided to share with you what I refer to as a fabulosa. A fabulosa is one that expresses herself confidently, thoughtfully, and fearlessly through her visible self-expression, through her self-care, self-development. And a fabulosa does this through her fashion, through her hustle, her self-empowerment, and her overall powerful femininity. If you want to be a fabulosa, you must use all your feminine superpowers. You know what they are, but in case you need a reminder, porque a veces se nos olvida, your superpowers are everything and anything you like about you. Que tus chichis, que tus nalgas, que tu cabello, whatever it is that you like. If you like very little about yourself, then guess what? You won't have very many superpowers to work with. If, however, you have many things that you like about yourself, guess what then? You will have many superpowers to work with. Do you want to cultivate your superpowers? I know you do. So I want you to try this exercise right now before we start. Look in the mirror. All of us, look in the mirror, but look deeply. Do you like what you see? Are you happy with your level of education, with your physical health, with your mental health, with your level of fitness, with your relationships, both romantically and, and friendship relationships? Your job, are you happy with your haircut, your hair color, etc., etc.? If there is something that you don't like about yourself, then do what a fabulosa would do. She would start working on it, investing in it, or changing it. A fabulosa takes massive action and changes all her negative thoughts and experiences into positive thoughts and creates, creates a plan for action. A fabulosa would definitely get up and get to it. So you got to put in the work if you want to be a fabulosa. And another thing. If you have children, guess what? This is what your children are watching. So what do you want your children to see or your partners? Well, this is why I invite Eriquita from La Diosa Boutique, a goddess, um, permanent vendor of our goddess Mercado. Erica shared with me, you know, we got to know her when she started popping up and she did share with me her personal journey and Erika went through some major emotional and physical transformation when she started her own mobile Huarache Sando business. So wait until you hear her story. I'm not going to tell you. She's going to tell you. So welcome, Eriquita. I'm so glad that you're here. Finally, we get to chat. It's been amazing getting to know you and getting to love you. I'm so glad that you're part of our permanent community. And although we're going to talk about your business, you know, I'm going to wait for that till the end. I want you to share with us what motivated you to start your business. Like, why did you all of a sudden start a business of your own? Yeah. So thank you for that beautiful introduction that hit home. And I'm like holding back tears. <laughs> <laughs> You're fabulosa. Uh, yes. Uh, 
So my business started back in 2019. I was married uh, to my husband. Um, we were li living in a, in a house in South LA. It was nine of us living there. Um, I was going through some changes. I was working at a job at a nonprofit, providing resources to low-income families in West Long Beach. And I was getting paid $15 an hour. Um, and there was an incident where the family dog uh, bit my son in the face wow. twice. And, you know, we went back and forth and the family was still persistent that we were going to keep the dog. And that moment to me, it was very like eye opening. I was hurt. I, I felt like in a way I was starting to enter this like psychosis mode and I wanted to grab my bags and go. But I just didn't know like where I was going to go. I could go to my mom's, but realistically, I asked myself, like, how long was it going to be until I went back home? So that's where it kind of started. I was like, I need to make sure that I'm on my A game. I'm an educated woman. I have a degree. What is stopping me from, you know, achieving greatness and getting my own money? Because at, at this point, I was relying on my husband uh, for that income. So this is when I was like, Erica, cut the BS, figure it out. So I, I, I had $500 in my savings account. I used that money to buy my first pallet. And <laughs> this is my first business. Tell us what a pallet is because okay. a lot of people don't yeah. know. So a pallet is when stores like Target and Walmart, they have overstock and they pile them up and then they sell them out um, to other businesses. And then these businesses sell them to regular people like me. They're like returns, returns or damaged yeah. items. And they repackage. And yeah. 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 And most of them are, you know, just maybe opened and then closed. And so this business lasted about five months and it was nice. It taught me the basics of taking product pictures, of negotiating, of, you know, just the basics of running a business organization, taking inventory. Uh, around December, I realized that this is not what I wanted to continue to, to do because I had no like connection to my product. I took the profits from that business, flew out to Mexico, took a trip, and I went on my Instagram live. Um, I was at San Juan de Dios. Yeah. And in I, Guadalajara, I know where that big artisan market. Yeah, very beautiful there. So I went on my Instagram live and I told them, put your orders in. Whatever you see, just let me know what you want and I'll... Um, bring it back with me and sure enough people were putting orders de guaraches um, de sombreros like pintados and artesanías and everything right wow. so I was taking note of what was being requested the most and then I was getting the, the vendor's contact information wow. so I came home with the new maleta like I had a, a huge maleta that I brought back and you know delivered everything and it was that was the start of my uh, Diosa Boutique. You came home with content, with inspiration, yeah. with customers, with a new journey. You were really inspired. Wow. Yeah. So what was your next step after that? You started making your money with your, your Diosa Boutique and that empowered you. And tell us what happened after that. Yeah. So with the Diosa Boutique, I started uh, just looking into the pop-ups. I started attending the, the pop-ups and I was doing one every weekend. Every Saturday, Sunday, I was working. I'm working from home. Oh, this was actually the, around the time that I um, was also applying to jobs that I wasn't even qualified for because I was working a job that was paying me $15 an hour. So here I am applying to 
these jobs and you know I was getting interviews and I was horrible I was horrible at public speaking and I, I was horrible <laughs> at interviews and they were you know they just ghost me they wouldn't uh send me like a rejection or anything like that I attended probably like 20 interviews but after every, every every interview I check in with myself and I say what went well and what went wrong so it wasn't until I interviewed with my current job that it finally made sense why I got so many like rejections because this was the job that I was supposed to be in and they were right. paying me almost double what I was getting paid. Um, not, not double. I was just getting paid more than what I was getting paid in my previous job. So you decide to take on a new job to, to start a business. How did this affect your family? Oh, so this was, um, my husband was very supportive. He was always, you know, making sure that I was, taking care of like financially like he'd tell me you know i take care of the bills you do what you got to do use your money to to fund your business whatever it is he was very supportive um maybe within a year of like the business of my business La Diosa Boutique taking off i started just realizing uh, so much like in my relationship i valentine's came around actually this year um and he didn't buy me flowers And like the day of. Oh, hell no. <laughs> and, you know, he, he says, oh, I bought you flowers a few days ago off the street vendor, which is okay. I love yeah. supporting street, but it's Valentine's Day. These, I feel like these days are the days that you have to go all out. It's Valentine's Day. It's El Dia del Amor. You know, these, the vendor, the street vendor flowers are kind of like every day. I'm thinking of my wife. Let me get some flowers for her. That's fine. But there were other underlying issues that and this so, was the catalyst that that was the i started reflecting like well he's always been like this like well you know i kind of started telling him like hey let's go out on dates let's go out here let's go out there and then i started reflecting like every time that we did go out on a date or th that we um did go out on vacation he was always bringing his family and we just didn't have like that connection we didn't have that we weren't intimate we weren't we, like there was just a big disconnection and I started noticing that and I started falling into like this very big depression of course my body this was like two weeks after valentine's that I it was so bad that I had to reach out to HR and ask them for help because I cannot wake up I wasn't Good eating I wasn't showering like my I noticed that so they offered therapy and I told my husband um, our marriage is not going to work without therapy And he was just kind of like, oh, okay. So I, I, uh, I reach out to the therapist. They give us therapy through my job, through our EAP services. And we each had three hours. I'm telling my therapist what's going on. And she says, okay, let's have a session together. What did you realize about yourself in therapy? Oh, everything. What was so, the biggest? I mean... I, During, like, as we were doing couples uh, therapy, I realized that it was, it had to do, it wasn't just him that was a problem. It was, I was a problem too. I had a lot to do with, um, you know, disconnecting and focusing too much on my business and focusing too much at work that I was neglecting him, that I wasn't dating him and that I wasn't being, you know, a wife to him. And this is what he wanted. Yeah. And what did, what did you want? I wanted a husband. I wanted someone that I could, that would buy me flowers, that would tell me I'm beautiful, that I dress beautiful, that I'm such a good mother, that I'm, 
you know, just amazing. You needed the validation. Yeah. But what I see, Erica, uh, with you, what I, every week that I see at the markets and even how you're putting yourself out there on the social media, you're doing that for yourself now. So tell us, you know, you have a son, you have your husband, I know you guys are separated, and, and you also went through a physical transformation. Tell us about that. Yeah. So when I, back to 2019, when I was starting the business, I was uh, 240 pounds. Uh, I had gained all the baby weight back. So I, I was like already two a year and a half postpartum. So I couldn't blame the weight on the baby anymore. <laughs> and yeah, this was my weight loss journey. So around that time I started uh, just, I was done with everything. I knew I had realized that I was a problem. Everything was coming back to me. I was starting to take accountability. So this is where my weight loss journey um, began. I was I actually had a weight loss surgery through my job. They paid through it. They paid for the surgery. Um, I have I already have another like very conflicting um, like feelings about that because I regret the surgery very much. It, Why do you regret it? it? I mean, you look fantastic, yeah. and you lost exactly how much? A hundred pounds. Wow. So you're 140 right now? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> so why do you regret it? Man, I did it for the sole purpose of just losing weight and for looking good. So I realized so much. I was going through so many changes. And at the end of the day, I realized that I mutilated my own organ. I put my own life at risk just to lose the weight. For vanity. Yeah. And man, I have like I wish I would have gone back and told myself to not do it because the surgery is just keto keto um a keto diet. So what would you have done differently? A keto diet. <laughs> keto diet and the gym. Same thing I'm doing now because even when you lose the weight, you still have to maintain That's it. That's right. Because guess what? You're how many like I've done my research and a lot of people have gained the weight back because yeah. they don't maintain it. Because you lose the weight, but your habits stay the same, so you end up gaining it. Yeah, you have to change your habits. It, it, it takes a lot of work to start working on you to change your bad habits into good ones. So it seems like even though you say you regret it, it seems like it was a kickstart yeah. into what has become Eriquita La Diosa Boutique. So you look amazing, and, and I know that you've made yourself very vulnerable in sharing the story, but I also know that, you know, in sharing with our network of goddess vendors, you're going to inspire all of us, you know, and we know who to reach out to, you know, to get some some support, some help. So where are you at now? You, 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 you divorced? No, so we didn't go through with the, the, the divorce. So we separated. I, I ended up taking, just getting, packing my bags. And I moved out, went to Long Beach, found the apartment, moved out on my own. With your son? With my son. Yeah, I have a four-year-old. And, you know, in the midst of everything, um, he was starting to realize that he was in the wrong. He started going through therapy, through through work, um, on his own. And sorry, I didn't share earlier, but when I brought the therapist into our marriage, the first thing that he told the therapist was, I don't believe in therapy. And this was the, like, he's from Guatemala, his family's from Guatemala, so they still had that mentality that therapy's not going to do anything, right? It's all you. So, you know, I packed my bags, I left. I had, I was like, we're done. We weren't talking, we weren't, everything was like, we're done. 
So maybe a few months passed by and, and he's starting to go to therapy. Um, he realized uh, all, everything that's been going on that I was, a, I did everything by the book. I did everything that I could to try to save our marriage. And he was the one that was fighting it. All he had to do was just surrender and, and be open to therapy. So he started going to therapy through work and he's realizing. You know, so where's your relationship now? Um, so right now we, we, you know, he, we started to work it out and we're like, okay, we laid everything out on the table. And it's like, do we want to continue to do this? Do we still love each other? And the answer was, yeah, we still love each other. So, you know, we're, we're dating now. That's we're, fun. I I'm also divorced and I used to tell my ex I don't want to be a wife I want to be a girlfriend I want you to pick me up and take me out and drop me off and leave me alone (laughs) so that's beautiful that that you're courting each other that you're dating and how do you feel now in the relationship yeah I love it like I he is that he became the man that I've always knew he could become you know he's an electrician and I've always pushed him to start his business he went out to go get his certification He's been, you know, asking for raises at work and everything that I've always told him, you need to do this, you need to do that. He did it when we were separated. And he realized that, you know, everything that I told him that I was like, now another woman is going to be able to enjoy what I built up. And he was like, damn, that hit me. <laughs> she yeah. was right all along. So, you know, it's we're, we're still dating. He's helping me cook now. He's helping me uh, with my bills. Well, he's pay- taking care of all the bills, actually. <laughs> Um, but you know, just finally taking care of me the way that I was always wanted to, to be taken care of. Well, it sounds like, you know, you, you becoming independent and putting yourself out there as an entrepreneur and knowing your worth and your value and what you want, you know, has, has allowed for you guys to continue nurturing this relationship that you obviously value. Yes. So, I mean, thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that and, and, um, how it's impacted your entrepreneurial journey. So now tell us about your business. So you start this business yeah. and? Yeah, so I start the business. Um, I'm selling guaraches. It's difficult at the pop-ups. It was difficult. I, you know, most of the times I wasn't even getting my money back, but I was like there, like, I know these are my guaraches. Like, I know I'm just, I just have to find um, the right, I just have to look, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm um, going to these pop-ups. I'm selling at the Goddess Mercado, um, like, networking with other vendors they're telling me how they're doing it and what's going on so around december this is about what almost a year and a half after i start no a year after i start the the diosa boutique um i have my cards read i do they do tarot reading yeah and they tell me that i have to post specifically on tiktok and i was like oh no i'm so bad like i can't talk like i Yo soy, like, I was very shy. And she's kind of like, well, this is what the cards, this is the messages that I'm getting. Tu sabras. Okay, so January comes, the, mar- the first mercado of the year um, is, goes really bad. Um, I didn't make my money back. So I'm like, oh, like, I'm going to make just a, a small video of me setting up. I post it on TikTok and it goes viral. They I remember clear that my shelves out. I was like, oh, my God. The tarot cards literally told me to post mm-hmm. it. Y lo hice y me fue muy bien. You took action on something that was recommended and it's working. And this was around the time that I was going through the whole like separation, like 
you know, that like I already had. So that exposure gave you a boost and gave you some confidence. Yeah, yeah. like I yeah. can financially, I can rely on myself. I, I, I don't have to rely on my husband. And, and because you have your job and you have your side business. So that's wonderful. That's beautiful. And I've actually seen, because when you first started with them, like you were really shy. Yeah. It was ha hard to get you to talk. Yeah. And now you're out there making friends with everyone. And, and I have to ask you this because, you know, it's the Goddess Mercado. What do you like the best about the Goddess Mercado? I want you to share because they're, yeah. you know, it's our, mostly our vendor community that is listening to this. Yeah. I feel like... I can come up with a whole list of everything that I love about the goddess. Tell Mercado. us, please. Uh, yeah, like right now. Uh, yeah, so I think if I, the first one would just be like talking to the other vendors and becoming friends with them. Uh, because like I have friends, I have my friends that are not business owners or that don't sell uh, pop-ups. And when I share with those friends and I tell them like, hey, ahora no me fue muy bien, like no vendí, or just complain, not just venting. Their response is usually like, "Well, that's what you wanted. You're a business owner. You're, you know, you'll you'll figure it out." Like they'd have no like understanding, right? As a business owner, like I just need you to be like, "Yeah, damn, that sucks." Yeah. So when I come to the pop ups and I, you know, start talking to them and and I I start sharing about my life or whatever, like they understand on a different yeah. level. I work from home, so I have no socialization other than my son and now my husband. And when I come to the mercado and, you know, to me, that's like going to school or going into work and just like chit-chatting and, and it's just very beautiful to see. The next one is that, you know, the Goddess Mercado has a purpose right. and it's, you know, a nonprofit and that's something that I've always been very, um, like strong about that the money has to have, it has to go to somewhere or something other than just someone's pockets. Yeah. You know, and the fee is very affordable. So I don't mind risking $52, just, you know, just to go chit-chat. <laughs> yeah, we're building community. Yeah. We're empowering each other. We buy from each other. We inspire each other. We offer each other support. Our kids are becoming friends. It's a fashion show every month. Yes. And you're definitely a really beautiful fit for a mercado. You are a goddess. You're fabulosa. And, and that's why I was inspired to reach out to you. Now, let me ask you one thing. I, I tell everybody this, you know, I don't like huevonas. I don't want to be around huevonas. But we all have those huevona days. I certainly have many. And I'm not talking about a self-care day. I'm talking about that day where you think, like, why am I doing this? Like, what's the point? Like, did I really do the right thing? Those, And you don't feel like doing crap, right? What do you do on those days or when you have those thoughts to get out of that huevona mentality? What is a tip that you can give us that, that you do to, to move forward, to move on? Yeah, well, let me begin with, I kind of like to be to start with, like I have a busy schedule. So I allow myself to have those with one a days. And, but when I'm, it's hard to get out when, if you have like three days off and it's like, oh, you go on my side. But I like to think about it like a Newton's, what is it? First law of motion. Mm -hmm. So an object that's at rest stays at rest unless an object that's like an unbalanced force pushes it into action. So what I like to do, I like to schedule my month in advance, right? So I'm scheduling my rest days, I'm scheduling my pop-ups, I'm scheduling my work days, my date nights, I'm scheduling my gym sessions. I'm I'm having all of this in schedule. So I cannot afford, wow. I cannot afford a webinar day. 
That's awesome. Right. So this day that I have, I, I can watch Netflix. Um, but but you schedule it. But you schedule that's it. That's and a great tip. Yeah, and it, it's 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 fun because I mean, like date nights or having going out with friends and family. Like you get to get up and get ready and put your makeup on. And to me, that's like I, I will do that that's all day every day. That's what makes you real fabulosa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Erika. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for being vulnerable, for, for being open, for inspiring us, for, for sharing all those things that our mothers told us. Don't le digas a nadie. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so powerful. And I'm truly very inspired by you always. And I'm so grateful to Goddess, you know, that you're part of our circle. So if you want to meet Eriquita from La Diosa Boutique, come to the Goddess Mercado the second Saturday of every month. You can also find us at the Goddess Mercado Boutique on Instagram, at the Queer Mercado on Instagram. And Eriquita, please let us know how our followers and our listeners can find you on your personal social medias. Yes, so you can find me on Instagram at La Diosa Boutique underscore and my website www.ladiosa with double A.com. Thank you, Eriquita. Thank you, everyone. We love you for supporting us and being a part of us. Juntos todos podemos. See you at the Goddess Mercado. Bye-bye. Bye.